We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. We um, back, Jimmy. As always, with my co-host Dan. What's going on, my friend? My goodness, buddy. It is good to be here. Um, good to good to be at Sporting last week with you. It's uh, overall Casey Woso's back in the mix. I mean, what a what a soccer centric month this has become. We're off and rolling, man. Season's going. Off and rolling. It felt great to be back at Children's Mercy Park for a Sporting KC game. It was the first time I had been at Children's Mercy Park for a Sporting KC game in more than a year. Same. It might have been the same for you. Yeah. Yeah. I know some of our listeners got to some of the games at the end of last year, but we were uh, we were at home watching. So it was it both felt surreal and almost at the same time, like no time had passed which I don't know if you've had that same sort of experience, like a dichotomy when you're starting to get back into like regular things you've done. Like I'm back in the office more now. Mm. And it was like, I was sitting in the office the first day and, and it was just suddenly like, I felt like I had been there. And really? it's just this weird thing where it, <laughs> yeah, it's just this weird thing where it's like these things that you got used to before the last year, your brain just like falls right back into how things were ahead of time even though it's it's been basically on pause for more than a year so i don't know man i mean i know i was in the press box so not a ton has changed for me but yeah you were down in the stands so what what was it like down there it's different buddy um you know just going in is different and it's inconsistent really like covid protocols and everything not everyone follows them you're only as safe as the person you're with i will tell you know without putting anyone on blast about their security or anything like that, or, or entrance ways. Uh, We'll talk later, you and I, but (laughs) you know, it's uh, if I wasn't vaccinated, I probably wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel comfortable going. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good news is that vaccines are are very available right now in Kansas city. So a lot of, a lot of bunching up, a lot of people not really caring about masks. Um, Mm. I don't see, you know, it's hard to enforce that with thousands of people, you know, uh, strength in numbers, that kind of thing. So, yeah. It and is I do, what it is. I do feel bad for the game day staff because you yeah. know they're 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 not paid, you know, bouncers or enforcers or anything, and, sure. and they didn't sign up to be like, hey, you know, we're going to enforce this county mandate. But well, it could have just been the area I was in too. People listening right now might be like, you fucking crazy. I I felt safe as hell. That's cool. 
you know, but overall, it's just really hard to enforce every single person to obey every single guideline. Yeah. But I think guidelines are going to loosen up soon anyways. Probably. I mean, you got Kansas City as a whole, Casey Mo telling you we're easing restrictions of masks outdoors. Mm-hmm. CDC in general is just like, if you're vaccinated and this person's vaccinated, y'all can make out. <laughs> y'all, y'all can hang out. That's, you know what that's I mean? literally what it says, word for that's it now. It <laughs> you and me rode in the same car the other day for media day. And yeah. that was weird, bro. I was like, should I hold my breath? It was, like, <laughs> it was, we're, we're both fully vaccinated yeah. and we you know had been working from home and everything and it was the f- the first time we had physically seen each other in more than a year it was weird i was like do i make eye contact how do i <laughs> how do i treat another human being i don't really know and i do want to talk about media day here soon because we had some, yeah. some cool moments there um but you know it was overall it's good to be back um you mentioned that you know if you're vaccinated you feel safe i mean who knows there are teams like lafc that are doing the we're gonna have a whole vaccinated section where if you can prove that you're fully vaccinated we're gonna let you pack in this one section and it's gonna be like a full fan section but you have like to show a shoulder type deal yeah but yeah, you have to show that you're that. <laughs> post two weeks of your final vaccination shot right I, I don't mind the distancing i'm like hey i'm not on top of somebody <laughs> like that's right. wonderful yeah you know Especially going to a cauldron. concert yeah, in the cauldron, you know, if you go to a concert or a movie and they're like, it's reduced capacity, socially distanced. And I'm like, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Although I found with concerts, like it's been a while since I've gone to a concert, especially where I've like been like standing down in like the pit area. Mm-hmm. But I find I found that even in, in concerts where the pits like not totally full, that when the concert starts, everybody pushes to the front. And so like sure. if you're if you're at all in that like front area, you're still going to get crushed because suddenly right. it's like everybody finds all that extra bare inch of space that they got to push forward to but i'm going to a show in july and i i shelled out a little more for the vip section and i'm like no one's no one's pressing on me baby no i'm in the i'm vip it's a good call (laughs) um i do we're we're gonna talk about this game we're gonna preview rsl we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff uh we'll we'll touch on media day but first but first we do have a new review that i want to read butts first back it up from uh oh man i'm gonna mispronounce this name terrain Uh though T-A-R-A-I-N-M-O. Terrain Mo? Yes. Uh, Southwest Missouri fan, five stars. We started coming up for games because we had exchange students from Norway and Denmark that wanted to see MLS games. We became SKC fans, and then my husband found the podcast. He brought me on board, and now we listen together. We bought season tickets this year and rely on the podcast to break down the news for us. Whoa. I enjoy the banter and the guests. Bro, first off... You know how much you got to like something to leave five stars or leave a review in mm-hmm. general. Second of all, you know how much you got to enjoy something to listen together with your spouse? <laughs> like me and my spouse do things very much separately sometimes. We have things yeah. to do together, but we also yeah. have our own things. But to know that we're a podcast, we're bringing people together. Like that's just, that's freaking cool. It's cool. It's very cool. I don't think we, I have a podcast that Brittany and I listen to together. You know, we have TV shows. No, I don't think so. We have TV shows that we watch. No. and Meditation or anything or, or, or something to help you sleep? Nothing? I mean, we just like, you know, I got some of my, my you know, sports podcasts that, that she's not as much into. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm the type of person who like, I'll listen to a podcast while I'm running or working out. Like, I don't need mm-hmm. like pump up music or whatnot. I, I can just yeah. be like hearing two people talk about God knows what while I'm like lifting weights or on a run. <laughs> So <laughs> nothing gets me jacked like Rich Eisen. <laughs> Do not listen to Rich Eisen, but I don't know. It's uh, it's really cool. So shout out to yeah, uh, anybody who's you. left us that uh, five star 
rating a review terrain mill thank you for for leaving that uh review and listening with yes. your husband and, and and if you have yet to do so leave that review dude we got some things coming down the wire and the pipeline that I'm so excited to share with people. There's a little teaser. I can't say anything <laughs> yet. I can't say a damn thing, but get excited because there's some things coming. We're working on some things. We'll see uh, some of the stuff will be maybe in like the next, next week, maybe in the next week or two, yeah. hopefully next week we'll be able to say something and then uh, something else shortly thereafter that hopefully we'll see. But yeah, and don't worry, we're not going to big league you. We're not no. going big time. We're not getting paid or or going to a production company or anything like that. Although, Although that sounds cool if you did, have a production company. Did you see? So, DraftKings, they just like uh, a website, you, you sports betting, right? Yes. They just paid fifty million dollars today for the the distribution rights to the Dan Lebetard Show podcast, which used to be with ESPN. Yeah. Who left? Now he's on his own. Fifty million dollars. So DraftKings, come at your boys. Come at us. We'll take that money. <laughs> we, we don't have 50 you know, million, but hey, you know, a little I've, here, a little I've, there. I've been called the Midwest Joe Rogan time and again. Uh, well, see, I don't think that's a good thing. Oh, it's not a good thing? Well, Joe Rogan. He, has he been me tooed? Is he, is he in trouble? No, well, no. Well, not yet. He uh, he said on uh, his uh, number one rated Spotify podcast today that he, in his expert medical opinion, if you ask him, if you're young and healthy, you don't need the vaccine. Oh boy! So, did you say that in my expert medical opinion? He just—he didn't say that, but he was like, "If you ask me, if you ask my opinion," and I'm like, "Well, nobody is asking you, Joe. No, you're not a doctor, man." But that's—that's how you spread that shit, dude. That's how the lies get spread, man. People don't care anymore. Is there even a pandemic anymore? People don't Uh, care. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. So, but uh, let's—you know—one of the first, actually, I would say, the first social quote-unquote thing that i did and maybe that you did in a year was yeah. media day definitely the most people i've seen in a while you know it's like hey uh hey hey sean good one how, how are you right. hey ali trost good to see you not on a tv screen good to see you <laughs> or a computer screen you know yeah it was different right yeah chad, that... our friend chad chad smith Chad Smith, still waiting on the second vaccine, aren't you, Chad? <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> we, uh, it, it was it, people that we know and, and we've met before and have interacted with, but haven't seen physically in, in more than a year. It yeah. was just, you know, walking back into Children's Mercy Park and seeing the rest of the media people. It was, it was cool. And they, they did uh, the quick like nasal COVID tests for all of us. So they did the swab sure. and then they had, I like was all a, freaking out. I was like, what is it? Can you tell how long the Q-tip is? Can you tell? And you're like, I can't tell. And I'm like, let me know when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing. It was like barely in your nostril. They, yeah, they swab it. it. They had the, uh, the quick result thing. And then we got to watch training, which was really watch cool. Training. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, I had, you know, shout out to uh, people running the damn thing though. For one, I can't, I don't know the guy's name running the test. But that dude's the real freaking MVP, oh, swabbing yeah. all the noses. He was on the training uh, staff, I think. Yeah, but also Patrick for getting us in, uh, making everything move swiftly. Mm-hmm. Uh, his guys, Sam and, uh, uh, and Kurt. Kurt, yeah, they were doing the damn thing. So, dude, shouts to them. It, it was it was smooth. That was my first media day, and that yeah. was uh, that was pretty cool. It went very smooth. Uh, they they had it very well organized, especially considering the restrictions that were in place. You know, we were yeah. sitting outside uh, in Children's Mercy Park watching Beautiful the training. Day gorgeous day uh watch training from uh the the shield club side got to see what what all that was about really good seats uh got to see some really cool stuff and then peter came over did a q a with us for 
I don't know, 20, 25 minutes. Yep. Chad got yelled at, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's a, it's a right. I mean, I'm sure it's happened to Chad before. It'll happen to all of us again, but it's not me because I don't ask questions. I'm too scared. Well, you know, your first media, I don't think I asked questions like the first six or seven times at least when I was there as a media member. I'm more of a behind the screen guy. Like I can't go cry, (laughs) you know, if I'm right here, but. Yeah, it no, is. Chad asked him something about selling Busio, and he was like, "Yeah, you're acting like we 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 sold him already." <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's something like, we about very much want him here. But it was funny. Uh, you know, it's happened to me. It'll happen to me again. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Peter had some some real real good answers. You know, the one one question that stuck out to me that I didn't even think to ask, which again, it's it's important to have representation in media and whatnot. Was it was just after the George Floyd chauvin trial verdict and and someone asked peter a question about what his thoughts were and how it affected the team and and i wouldn't have thought in that moment to ask the question because i had tunnel vision and i'm not going to recap it but go back and find peter vermese's answer because Mm -hmm. i found it very insightful um it was a very passionate answer i thought it was a very good answer he gave his own thoughts he also talked about how it affected the team how this past year things have brought the team closer together and they've gained a better understanding of each other I believe he said um, something about being embarrassed for the human race at one point. He did. That we're he still did. doing these things. He said that the, the fact that that trial was was even necessary, that's a slight paraphrase, but basically that's the point of what he was saying. He goes, that yeah. that this stuff happens, I'm, it embarrasses me for the human race. So yeah. uh, it, it, it was a really, really good answer, I thought. And uh, it's it's worth going to check out. And, and it just made me, in that moment, made me proud that he was, you know, the sporting KC coach, especially when you have, you know, people like the, you know, what's that? The Kim Malky, she was the Baylor women's basketball coach. And she was the one who, when it got to the women's final four, she was like, just get rid of the COVID tests because it would be a shame if, a, if someone tested positive and they couldn't play. So let's just pretend it didn't happen. Like, you know. Is that why she doesn't coach for them anymore? She got hired by LSU. Yeah. That's yeah. what I meant. She went somewhere else. So, and then made a whole big stink about masks there too. So that's all right. Baylor's a very, uh, me too university type situation so is lsu uh, well I'm, yeah i'm sure most <laughs> universities are if we're being honest so yeah but no uh, the the press conference with peter was cool and then they had players two at a time yeah man up, little two tops very intimate yeah at tables and, and we were all six or seven feet away from the players at Bro, least it was like a jazz club it was so cool i was like are we are we at like a comedy club right now little two tops we just walked down the line get players two at a time we talked to johnny we talked to daniel uh, talk to uh to, to Zussi a bit tim melia roger some of the newer guys the younger guys yeah a little grayson barber action right grayson i think ozzy cisneros we talked to yeah. a little bit so uh it was it was cool it was a fun time Zussi was there Is it zeus zeus stroked his leg the whole time he talked to you <laughs> uh it was it was different but i was like you you greek god you son of a bitch you do whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> we talked to ec a little bit about his uh his first game coming up at yeah. Children's Park, which was he cool. He was pretty jacked. Yeah, he was jacked. Zeus, I remember after you and I talked, and you, the thing you liked about what Zeus was saying is that, you know, he's hungry to get back and fight for that right back spot with Jalen. Yeah, I don't know if this made any kind of news outlets, but he was like, he's like, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not itching to pass the torch here. Like, I'm going to yeah. come back and fight, you know. Yeah, he's like, he definitely I'm here for that. He definitely does not view his career as over by any stretch nah, of the word. bro, you're about to see the – you're about to see the old bull and the, the young calf going at it, you know? Yeah. Well, and he also talked, he goes like, we have a great relationship. Jalen's a great kid. We have fun together. We're friends. But he's like, but I want to play. Yeah. On the soccer field, there are no friends. Okay. It's a job. 
Yeah. I, I get paid to do this. Yeah. And, and he talked a little bit about watching Beasler play for Austin FC yeah. and how it's going to be so strange when they come to Kansas City in a couple weeks and it'll be emotional. They come twice. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's, it's going to, I mean, he and Bees are basically like brothers sure. in, in a way. I mean, they, they came up at the same time. They ran drafted this the same year. They lived together. So it's. I'm surprised uh, Zeus didn't get in on the, uh, you know, their apparel line. Um, yeah. States, state soccer. I expected Zeus to be a part of that, you know? Yeah. So, you know, real good stuff that, you know, we heard from Zeus and, and everybody. Just great time. Then we got to do a little taste, or I got to do a little tasting of, of of the menu. They don't have any vegan options. Yeah, dude, shouts to you for I was in the bathroom and Jimmy's like, I asked if they have vegan options, and they just kind of looked at me. And that's where I'm gonna, <laughs> I gotta put, I gotta put it on blast right now. Are there vegan options in the stadium? I can't be the only one that like cares about that. Right. We, I did ask the chef because I was like, you know, I'm, I'm looking around and, and the tasting menu they had there, like buffalo chicken bites, chorizo mac and cheese, their barbecue parfait thing that's going on. And so I was asking them, like, you know, I assume that today there's no vegan options. But if you're talking about in the stadium, what sort of vegan options do you have? And, and, and the, the executive chef just kind of blankly stared at me. He kind of looked over at his, his other chef and he goes, well, and he starts listing off things. He goes, there's there's the the tater tots no well no those are those are covered in mayonnaise and and you know well there's the impossible burger well no there's there's egg in the bun Uh, and it's just like they're basically you know he couldn't think of anything off the top of his head so basically i need to order an impossible burger bunless yeah like that is it to his credit (laughs) you know we'll see if they act on it but he he looked at me he goes you know, that is probably something that we need to be thinking about that I need to be thinking about. So, and then you walked away and he probably forgot all about it. Probably, but I don't know, man, there's gotta be options, right? If you're, if you are a vegan or know somebody who's a vegan who goes to sporting KC games, let the club know. Should we we band together? (laughs) Vegans for SKC. Do we need um, our own supporters group with like flags and a logo? Yep, I think you do. Pizza's murder. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but in all seriousness, I, I you know if one if you know of a vegan option somewhere at one of the the concourse you know trucks or something. Oh yeah. Let Dan know at Dan Cooser. <laughs> but two, there could be more options even if there is something somewhere. Let the he might not know. have known. That that guy might not have known what what everything is offered. You know, Maybe what I mean, not, he was like an executive chef, right? Yeah, but he's the one. That's the one who comes up at least for the 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 meal items that they sell at their main concession stands. He's the one who comes up with those. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought that was oh. just for like the executive areas. No, executive chef is like the head chef of over all the the concessions. Really? So you know, they have they have vendors and trucks and stuff who come in, but but they're yes. they're various like brick and mortar concession stands like he's the guy who has the hand in crafting what what that'll be hmm. so well in all honesty let let's let's be real here kansans midwesterners they don't you say sure. vegan to them and they want to barf but but like, i think if there's enough of a demand you know let your season yeah. ticket representative know and maybe if there's enough for you then there will be you know dan's vegan house in children's mercy park oh next year my god you're trying to get me to put my name <laughs> on it let's do it <laughs> so, we'll see brought to you by no other pod oh my goodness dude <laughs> we you see all those you see all those banners over there by the cauldron you know the mi- different miniature supporters banners that hang down from the mm-hmm. balcony mm-hmm. do we need a banner <laughs> it'd be cool i'm just saying 
I am in no way artistic, but uh, <laughs> we got to get a banner up there. I don't know how you go about doing that, but I don't know either. Got to talk to somebody at the cauldron and say, hey, let's get us a banner up there. So, <laughs> but let's, uh, so media day was great. I'm glad we went. Yeah. They gave us, they gave us a bottle of the Sporting KC Jay Rieger whiskey before it got released to the public. That was different. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I had was, no idea. You didn't expect it. You were like, I, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I, did, I was pumped. I'm not yeah. going to open it. I'm going to display it. You're not even going to drink it? Like oh, on, I mean, for victories? I, I might go buy one so I can actually try it, but it's kind of cool to have it to display full. So we'll see. It's cool to display empty too. I don't... Yeah. But you're going to, what? You're not going to drink it? No, I'm not going to drink it. You'll display it. So yeah, it, it's being displayed. There you go. <laughs> Um, and we, you know, you got a better scarf than I did. You got a sweet Casey Wiz scarf. Yes, so. I did. But uh, shout out to the club. Great day at Media Day. But yeah, so the Media Day took us right into the game, basically. And, and it set us up, got us all jacked up. We were back in the stadium. And uh, now we're, we're getting excited for the first home game. And, and the, the 11 comes out. And it's the same 11, which I think you and i thought we heard two different things i thought peter was trying to pull a one over us one over pull one over on us there's the words uh at media day because the 11 he had playing with which what looked like the first team was the exact same 11 that ended up starting on uh on friday night but i thought i heard him say something like oh you guys think i would put the starting 11 in front of you i'm not stupid enough to do that i thought i heard that um i think he was uh I think it was lying, lying to us. Yeah, wouldn't be the first time. But, uh, you know, hey, it worked so well the first time. Let's, let's try it out again. I was feeling pretty good heading into the game with the lineup. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I was like, it worked last week. You know what I mean? So let's go again. It's, it's, it's not like he – it's not like we have much of a choice. Uh, it's kind of what was available right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's, you, know, you know, it was nice to see – Walter back in the midfield. I really like this midfield trio of Espinosa, Walter, and Gotti Kinda. Oh, yeah. Something seems like it's working real well there. And obviously, we're missing Polito starting at number nine. Uh, Daniel Shallow is doing pretty well on the left. Kyrie on the right. Johnny's working back from an injury. So, but let's let's go through this game uh, a little bit real quick. You know, it, it started off um, a, a little slower, maybe. I mean, Pulse Camp, <laughs> Pulse Camp had to come out in the first minute, I will say, and he had to make a hell of a save because there was a, you know, a little bit of a misplay by EC and Pulse Camp came out and basically had to uh, throw his body on the line and, and make a save. And, and it, it, uh, it freaked me out a little bit because Pulse Camp was all over the field. It got a little scary there. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if, if nerves hit him playing at home. I don't think that would do anything to him. But, uh, you know, I know he had his family in town watching him as well. But there were there were some moments, right? Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, they, they were he, ringing into Tim Melia, and I was asking him. I was like, "John's all over the field," and he's like, "That dude's throwing his body all over the place." So it yeah. was, uh, you know, good for Pulse Camp though. You he, overall, you, uh, you took a little pee pee next to Tim Melia up there. I did run into him in the bathroom. That is <laughs> super fun. Uh, it was the best text I've ever gotten from you. <laughs> and you sent it in spurts like you were telling a story yeah and you were like and he just came up next to me it was like what's up man i'm like 
that's so strange <laughs> i wouldn't expect them to say anything and y'all are wearing masks but you're you have a very recognizable face slash head like anyone would know who you are you know what i mean sure of course Not that your head is weird or anything i don't know why yeah. i said it like that <laughs> we had a nice chat while we relieved ourselves i'll say that so um but he was talking about pulse camp being all over the place too and so it was you know good good for good for john his second start uh 13th minute this is where we thought sporting kc went up it was off a set piece uh ball goes into the box it's loose ec comes up and smashes that thing into the back of the net in the cauldron side everyone's going crazy it's his first game sporting kc's up one zero we're like what a start for ec great fantastic var didn't matter uh let's take a quick quick break here uh and talk about var because <laughs> that side judge i mean oh, this man. is bad dude this is bad she had four calls like overturned by var right it was rough it was at and least it three like if she called a goal the goal was called off if she called it off sides the goal was called in now i'm thinking is there some deeply rooted misogyny in me that's like, did I only recognize this because it was a woman? If it, or if, uh, let me rephrase that. If it was a man, would we even be talking about it? You know what I mean? And that's, that's, um, that's part of the problem. Well, I do think that's not that, at the office for her though. <laughs> I do think that one, I, I want to say one of the, uh, one of the offside calls that this, this next one, well, this one, I don't know if it was VAR. It, Benji Michelle in the 36 minutes scored for Orlando City. I don't think this one was VAR. It was a pulse camp kind of bottle to save a little bit. Didn't gather it in, bounced off his chest. Benji Michelle was there, was able to tap it in for uh, Orlando City. Uh, well, he kind of chipped pulse camp and then tapped it in. It was kind of dirty. Uh, but then the offside flag came up. And the offside flags in general, man, it wasn't just the far side ref for me, the near side AR for you. They were both throwing their flags up super late. Like, I know they're supposed to let the plays play out, but like... Oh, hold on. Uh, one time, she didn't even let it play out. She raised her flag, like, right away, and I was like, you're supposed to you're supposed to wait, oh, right? Really? I didn't see that. I don't know. But there were, there was, uh, you know, there were two calls that were pretty clearly offside that got called back. And then there was one, the, the Nani goal later, that was in my view, pretty clearly onside that they said was offside, that VAR had to overturn again to make it a goal. Yeah. It's just all sorts of craziness. VAR was was MVP of the game. Man. <laughs> um, you know, and, and you got to hand it to Orlando coming in there, really pressing, really wanting to play. Uh, Nani's a piece of shit, but <laughs> yeah, he's such a dick, isn't he? Diving but, all over the place. However, there were people around me uh, making fun of his hair, and I was like, is that all we got? We can't yeah. we can't think of something else. Yeah. His hair was a little different. <laughs> I mean, it was blonde. So what? Yeah. No one's no one's talking about about so and so when they touch up the roots, you know? That, I mean, his hair is not that different from what Polito's has been at times. It's just a little longer. Kind of what I'm saying. It's longer and Polito might have a little a swift wave that makes him look fast, you know? He's got that fast <laughs> look about him like a shark fin. Yeah. But that's I was like, come on, we can we can make fun of him for something other than his than his hair choice, right? His, his diving when he barely gets touched and he feels like he's dying on the Let's floor. Let's talk about that. You know what I mean? Let's the, the Brazilian diver, right? Yeah, it was. Is he Brazilian? God. Did I mess up? Did I did I lie? Um. Oh God. Well, now I have to look it up. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm pretty 
pretty sure, but uh, I could always be wrong. I'm pretty sure he is. He's, uh, well, no, okay. This was my other question. He's Portuguese. I was going to say, I think he's actually Portuguese. I know he played Son for Sporting. He played for Sporting CP for, for a while. Um, and I was going to say, I think he's actually Portuguese. But they speak Portuguese in Brazil. That's what, that, I know. See, I, I'm <laughs> basically correct. Yeah. So, same, you know, close enough, we'll say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just like I'm from England because I yeah. speak English. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 45th minute, just before the half. Holy moly, Daniel. Daniel Shalloway putting some pressure on Orlando City defenders, causing errors, winning the ball, deep in Orlando City territory. Gorgeous little back pass to Buzio in the box. Buzio is literally alone amongst five Orlando City defenders, plus the keeper. Just calmly stops the ball with his right foot, winds it back, puts it into the bottom left corner of the net. 1-0 Sporting KC. Pretty amazing. Pretty pretty awesome. Like, I just – I don't understand. Like, the amount of spin – that was on the ball from Daniel Shallowy for, for Buzio to be able to stop it and just have it sit there dead. It's pretty impressive. Is Daniel not the most focused player on the team right now? Oh, uh, he looks real good. I mean, you're getting on the stat sheet twice in two games. I mean, I would assume he continues to start until he has a bad game because there's that question if, well, when Johnny Russell's back in the starting lineup, what are they going to do? Sit Kyrie Shelton? Well, I mean, I've always or do you thought- sit Daniel. I've always thought Kyrie does better on the right than the left. So yeah, if Daniel so... keeps playing, they probably keep Daniel on the left side. Yeah, probably. And then Let's what? See. Have Kyrie come off the bench? It's going to be weird as things go. And and Gotti Kinda had a weird game, uh, if we're being honest, talking about that. But I, I don't know what's going to happen with this lineup. I, I think Peter's going to tool some, retool some things. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting. There's going to Alan Polito came on at the half, so we got a full 45 minute. That was interesting, right? I didn't in. expect that. He, uh, did he did he come on for Gotti Kinda? I think. Yeah, he came yeah. on for Kinda and Busio stepped back to Busio slot into back. a more comfortable position. Yeah. So you know we're gonna obviously Polito's working his way back to full fitness. Maybe he starts on Saturday against RSL. We'll see. Yeah, so. that's a possibility. I mean, it's uh to come in at the half. That's very rare. Peter, tell me the last time Peter made a halftime substitution. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I mean it's unusual, but. It happens occasionally, usually when you think somebody's not doing something. Could it, it could have been this was a planned sub that if you wanted to get Polito more time to get him ready to start again, get 45 minutes of work in. But I don't know. I have a hard time believing that Peter was planning a sub at halftime. That just seems a little yeah. weird. So then you think, what, he was mad at Gotti? I don't know. Maybe he just saw something where he's like, tactically, we're going to get Polito in there, try to put this game away, get another goal or two. Well, they were so. all over, Alan. I mean, they just, they were pressuring the crap out of him. Yeah. But he did his Alan Polito thing and made people look like fools. Yeah. Uh, just after the start of the second half, uh, Orlando City looked like they drew level 1-1. Again, though, this was one of those calls where the, the AR uh, near you kept the flag down and pretty sure VAR had to uh, come in and say, never mind, this is offside and overturn no goal so it's uh it was rough very Um, strange there was another video review um i thought was there one yeah it was the the nani goal that was the one i mentioned before where they said initially it uh it was offside but it very clearly wasn't so i don't know this this goal this one frustrates the heck out of me 
because this is one of those things where it's like it's a really good finish by Nani and it probably shouldn't have happened uh you know there was a, a loose ball Chris Muller tried to kind of shoot it into the net Pulse Camp made a pretty good save it bounced to Nani and Nani was standing right in front of the goal um he had a defender on him but he kind of just backheeled it right over Pulse Camp into the back of the net and it's a good finish like props to him but it's just like I don't know that shouldn't happen mm-hmm. so it was uh it, it wow I mean it was <laughs> it was a plus I didn't see it in real time you know there was a lot of traffic in there when it happened but watching the highlights back I was like oh that's what happened holy crap <laughs> yeah so it ends 1-1 and it's not the result that we want but Peter Vermees after the match said you know my overall thoughts in the game is that a point was probably a fair result but he, we should have been able to close the game out at the end which it's probably but true had, had issues with that in the past man I mean 10 minutes left in the game and you give up a goal I mean that's tough I and mean, we're lucky we didn't give up a second one well especially Peter said that he thought in the first half, Orlando City was actually a little better, and that's when we got our goal. And then he said in the second half, he thought Sporting KC was a little better and smarter, but that's when Orlando City got their goal. So, you know, he wasn't happy. It's going to be something they work on. We'll see. I mean, the other weird thing that happened in this game, it was in the first half, there was a Sporting KC free kick, and there was an Orlando City player standing right in front of the ball, and Roger tried to be a little crafty and run up and take it real quick and have it bounce off the Orlando city player. And then usually when that happens, it can be a yellow card for the Orlando city player. It can, you Mm -hmm. know, there's there's things that can happen. The Orlando city player like barely got out of the way right at the last second. So Roger basically just kicked it on, turned it over, kicked it over to Orlando city. And the ref kind of was like, yeah, I mean, what am I going to do about it? And sporting I mean, I think sporting KC had a legitimate complaint that the ref probably should have stopped play because he knew what the Orlando City player was doing, but and Roger tried him. to earn that. And if anyone who watched the post game at the end heard your question, yeah, I asked Roger. I was like, "What? What happened there? And what did the ref say to you?" And I, his exact answer was, "Was I, I don't remember word for word what he said, but he said something along the lines of, you know, I thought I could get in there and try the quick restart and and get the ball to bounce off of him and get him in trouble.'" And and he said something like, "You know, I I, I tried to to trick him, but I guess he tricked me before I could trick him." So it sounds, it sounds so childish, but the way he said, <laughs> he said it so seriously, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was, he was like, I, you know, he, he got me, I guess hat tip, move on to the next one. But it was just yeah. so funny. I tried to get him and he tricked me before I could trick him. Did you see, were you what, like, were you on zoom for that call? Yeah. I could see him, but he couldn't see me. Yeah. Cause you saw, he started to kind of laugh about it. He's like, yeah. Oh yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> yeah. I think that's just one of those things where, I mean, what's he going to do at this point, but I don't know. Um, and I tried to ask Peter about what he thought with all the VAR and, and it looked like he was getting a little frustrated and, um, you know, that he maybe wasn't getting some of the calls that Orlando city was getting. And he kind of just brushed it aside, but you could tell he was frustrated. You, are you trying to get him fined? Because when you asked that question, I was like, Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, he's not trying to be fined, my friend. I've asked he him stuff danced- before. What? And he's answered it like that. You heard how he danced around it. He started to started to bash it, and then he goes, "The officiating was great. Officiating was great." <laughs> and I was like, "You lying son of a bitch! Yeah. It was not great." <laughs> we we got a little bit out of him. 
He started yeah, a little bit. And then he backtracked and he was like, mm, can't be spending that money this month. Wife told yeah. me, wife told me no. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but it, it ends in a draw. It is what it is. Uh, Buzio, he made uh, second team, team of the week honors or bench honors. I Benches. guess they call we it. We got to get these people off the bench. So shout out to, uh, to Buzio for that. And Buzio, there were some rumors uh, Tom Bogert from MLSsoccer.com reported shortly before the game uh, on, on Thursday that Sporting KC rejected two Serie A offers for Gianluca Buzio this winter. Of course, Serie A being the uh, premier league in Italy, and that's where all the rumors have come from. So he doesn't know exactly how much the, the offers were for or, or where they came from, but these rumors aren't going away. Tom Bogert, he's... Uh... That's like a, a household spirit from uh, Harry Potter, the, the Bogart, <laughs> right? That becomes a Dementor. Yeah, I think exactly. That's exactly what it is. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But I don't know, man. I mean, this is the question that basically Chad asked at Media Day, where he was like, you know, what do you, what's going to happen with Buzio? And Peter was like, you're acting like he's basically gone. And They've rejected multiple offers now, it sounds like. But at some point, yeah. if they get the price, you have to think they're going to take it. He said, we have plans for Busio here. I mean, we, you know, that they're going to let him have one hell of a season. Then some holy shit offer is going to come through and they're going to pull the trigger. Because yeah. as is documented, Busio wants to go too. You know what I mean? It's not like he wants to play his career in Kansas City. You know, all due respect to us, I'm sure. But he'd like to go thrive a little bit somewhere. And he said as much, and and that's understandable. I think he'd like to play in Champions League, you yeah. know, with with uh, with a Chelsea or a Juventus or something, you know. What about the Super League with Arsenal? <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I I I don't blame him for wanting to get over there, and he will. And Peter, but Peter's not going to tip his hand by saying, "Oh yeah, we're going to sell him this summer." So, I think if I'm a betting man, he gets through at least another season with Sporting KC, and after this year. Unless you, like you said, a holy shit offer comes in for $15 million or $10 million. And they're like, we, this is, can't turn that down in this economy. Yeah. So. And we'll is see. that a situation where we'd retain his rights? Should he come back to MLS? Not if we get a fee for him. Oh, really? He, he would then become subject to the allocation order. Oh, gotcha. So the only way we would retain his rights is like if what happened with Eric Palmer Brown happened where he went overseas and we did not receive a fee for him. But at that he point, he was out of contract. He was out of contract. We just let but him go. If that happens with Buzio with the price that we're talking about, then something terribly wrong happened. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the Eric Palmer Brown thing. Like when that happened, we were all just shocked. It's like, how come nothing happened with this? But and that was yeah, a million that, dollars. Million that couldn't and a half. happen with Boost. There's no way. No. I mean, if you're talking a million, million and a half, you're maybe kind of sort of right at that line of like, are his MLS rights worth not selling it for that amount of money? Once you start mm -hmm. getting in the, especially if they get anywhere close to the 10 million that they supposedly value Buzio at, you yeah. gotta sell. So we'll see. That's true. And it'll be sad when that finally happens, but I think we need to, it's one of those things we need to enjoy the the good times while, while he's here, you know? Absolutely. So We'll just keep enjoying it. It's uh, you know, a good thing that but he's here and, and we'll we'll keep seeing what happens with him as long as he's here. So he will definitely be here for the RSL game on Saturday, early game, 1 p.m. on 1 the road. PM, dude. I love early soccer, man. There's nothing better than watching Saturday afternoon soccer. Yeah. 
Sporting KC have had the better of RSL the last couple of times we played. A couple of 2-0 victories. Uh, RSL is coming off of a, a draw and a loss. Uh, I, I, what do you think going into this game? How, how are you feeling? Yeah, feeling strong. Now that you know you'll probably have Polito and Russell back in a, you know, maybe a longer capacity. Maybe maybe Johnny comes in at halftime now and Polito starts. I don't know. Could be. Um, and Busio doing big things. And, and RSL's kind of been one of those, like, quiet rivalries of ours slash not so quiet when like Benny was around, but you know, Roger still hates those guys. Roger's still here. And yeah. uh, God, every time Roger makes a tackle, by the way, I just laugh. He just, <laughs> sometimes he just comes in hard. Like the dude is aggressive. He and does. last night I'm watching his fiance play for KC and WSL. Yep. And she is aggressive too. And mm-hmm. I'm like, these guys are a strong couple and they scare me. <laughs> you understand why they go well together yes she's a beast too man she had that assist last night too it was crazy also i lied rsl won their last game did they minnesota united i i that's right yeah, it was the, and it was the, the goalkeeper one. kicked the ball into the stands yeah. and minnesota did not like that i misread what mlssoccer.com was saying with i went and looked it up i was like that doesn't sound right because i it was yeah the whole Adrian Heath was going at him and Metonair was going at like a lot of people were going at the RSL goalkeeper. And I think they just got to calm down, but it'd be rough, man. I, Hey, let's, uh, you know, I wish we were in sport at sporting, you know, we'd hear about that and then we'd go at the keeper too. Like we're not going to let up, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you look at this RSL lineup, that's coming to town or I guess we're going to Salt Lake city. They're not coming to town. It's, it's not the same rsl of years past i mean albert rusnak is there justin glad yeah. is there um damir krylock is there but i mean you know ochoa but this isn't you know no kyle this, beckerman no Javi this Morales. isn't your mom and dad's rsl you know no but they're still annoying as hell and i still want to beat the hell out of them yeah they're, they're still not uh any fun i think sporting casey goes in there and i think we get a victory i'm calling it yeah that'd be nice yeah. Uh, let, let's say we only win games on the road. How about that? <laughs> I think Polito's going to start, and I think Polito's going to nab a goal. Oh, boy. So, Making deep, deep predicts. I am. Cause that, why Just not? Just because you said that, he's going to probably pick up a knock this week or something. I swear to God, if that happens, I'm blaming you. Why would you blame me? Because you I just didn't say it. put it into the universe. You put it in the universe by being overly optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Um. But I don't know. How, how, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Yeah, I think we can win this game, no doubt. I mean, it's still early in the season, but, uh, dude, we got fight, and we really gave it to a, a pretty difficult Orlando team. I mean, I was watching that Nani and Jalen Lindsay matchup all night. I was like, look at the kid, Jalen. Got to mess with this freaking all-star over here, man, this mm-hmm. legend, you know? I mean, shout-out to Jalen for, I mean, for the most yeah. part, keeping step for step with a dude like that. For the most part, but then Nani did slippery Nani things and would get behind him every once in a while. But it, uh, for the most part, Jalen Jalen locked that down, man. That was great. I mean, that's a good learning opportunity for a player like Jalen to be playing sure. against somebody like Nani. And and Jalen's not showing his youth at all. The way he's moving out there, it's like this this dude, this dude belongs out there. So no, he's he's real. You hear good. that, Zeus? Come take your spot, baby. <laughs> I'm excited to see that. He's 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 going to be around for a while. It's just a question of. Do he and Zeus rotate? Does Zeus try to win it back? He's going to try to win it back, but can Zeus win it back or, or what happens? So we'll right. see. We'll see. Does Zeus go to left wing? I don't know. I mean, Zeus came up to wing a, 
the last year at, at a time or two. Yeah, because he can. And we were that injured at parts of the season. So I know. we'll see. Uh, let's get to some questions here. We got, we got some questions. Uh, Darren Meeker just simply asked, do refs have eyes? Ah, that's a, that's a new spooky film coming up. The, <laughs> the refs have eyes. I mean, the, crows, based, the crows have eyes. Based on uh, what we saw in that game, I don't, it was questionable. That wasn't great. So, uh, we found out a ref has a flag or doesn't have a flag, and when they should have a flag, it's, it's a whole thing. And, you know, referees get assessed on their performances just like players do. You know, they're not going to yeah. look at one game in a vacuum and say, oh, you were terrible, you're benched. They're going to look at their body of work. So if if that AR had, had a, a good – judge her by her body? Oh, my God. It's not great, man. It's not what I said. not great. Not what I said. <laughs> if that ref had, you know, a series of good games leading up to that game, then it's going to be fine. If yeah. there's a pattern, then they could start losing assignments. I don't expect that'll happen after just one game. Everybody has off games. Refs have off games. It could have just been an off game. So sure, we'll yeah, see they'll, they'll get they get coachings just like any other job, you know. Exactly. Here's how you can improve. What did you do wrong here? Uh, but there Jeff- was time, hold on now. Sorry, there were times when the ball went out of bounds. And it's clearly her call, and it's like right in front of her. And she looked at the center ref for him to make the call. And there I'm were like, yo yo yo, it is your call. There were a couple times where the guy on my side did that too, and I was like, right. I don't understand what's happening here. Like it clearly went out, and he looked to the center ref to make the call, and I was like, it was twenty yards from me. You should be able to see it. It's like y'all y'all are supposed to do more than just call offsides. I feel like they're so focused on offsides calls and not getting that right, you know, done correctly that they don't even call correctly who goes out of bounds to. I will say it's, mind. it's not a job I would want because it's not easy. Well, no, no, definitely not. But I'm here to <laughs> criticize that shit. <laughs> exactly. That's how I'm it not saying works. let me do it, but I, you know, I'll make fun of you. Right. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, let's see here. Justin Schaefer says it's early, but shallow. He looks good. Is he back to his old form? Oh, relax, Justin. <laughs> I mean, I dude, I love the optimism. I do, but it's uh, I mean, will it's I say games. he's the he's the most focused I've seen him and all due to us because he came on our show yeah. but it's it's he's locked in dude and yeah. it's cool it's cool to see you see it in his runs you see it in his dribbling and his moves and just that that assist he had just calm and collected man yeah i think you know he he's starting off the season real well he's got a real good chance to to make some noise here in 2021 but yeah we gotta give it a little more than two games we'll, well see great, what happens great great question justin but mm-hmm. it's uh i mean it's let's let's relax you know, I will tell you this, since we're on the shallowy option, he's, he just replied to my tweet and said, he's open for ideas on how to retaliate, uh, to prank Johnny Russell. Oh so, my God. You guys head over to head over to his tweet and let's, let's, let's start brainstorming there. Oh my God. We'll see. Uh, if you guys want to go, uh, give Daniel some ideas on how to prank, prank Johnny. Cause Johnny's just going on pods of galore now talking about his pranks with, with Daniel. Although I think well, we asked I mean, him first. I mean, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to respond right now and say, uh, he wants to cut the nipples out of your shirt. You need to cut the butt out of his jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Assless chaps, baby. Oh my God. Um, will, will chain this be the last question we get to this week says this is a Nani inspired question. Who is SKC's most hated opposing player? And then he lists Kyle Beckerman, Zlatan, Tim Howard, and he's just open to ideas. So if you had to think of a player on an opposing team that you hate more than anyone, who is it? 
uh, uh, on an opposing team that I hate more than anyone? Yeah. Throughout oh, the history man. of your fandom, he, he lists, you know, a couple options he gave for Kyle Beckerman, Slotten, or Tim Howard. Yeah, Beckerman's up there. Yeah. Um, you can't do Tim Howard because you have a man crush. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's got to be Beckerman, and it's got to be uh, – well, I'll, a couple of years ago, Kaku, bro. I have, oh, I have used his name as a verb. Like we were, we were front row, we were front row for Woso last night, and I was like, "Careful, Chris, you about to get cockooed. We yeah. can't have that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> These women are strong, dude. We're gonna get cockooed right in the face." Kaku's a good one. Beckerman just because the longevity there. He's been around for so long, I think, and he knows exactly what he's doing. He was one who I just I did not like. I didn't like Nick Ramondo. I mean, anybody on that RSL team, Javi Morales, like all of them can can get the hell out of here. Like I just. Luke Mulholland, like anytime I see Luke Mulholland, I just wanted to punch him. Like that whole RSL team, Mike Petkey, just by association, because he coached him. Like just get get them all out of here. I don't like him. Um, ironically, Brad Davis would have been a decent answer in his Houston days before he came to Sporting KC. He came to KC and kind of made up with us. You know, yeah. you can't you can't fault him for that. I'm really trying to rack my brain here, man. Beckerman's just a big one, but uh, you know, I, I oh, I didn't like the uh, I didn't like Jesse Gonzalez a whole lot. Well, the Cauldron always got into the head of Jesse Gonzalez too, and he knew it, dude. And he turned around <laughs> and just get so mad. But I I was never really a Jesse Gonzalez fan. Yeah. What's he doing nowadays, anyways? Who knows? Okay, I didn't know. If well, he was... last I think in the off season, I saw he was like working construction or something. Shut up. What? <laughs> I'm, he's not even playing i'm serious i don't i don't know if he's i'm looking this up right now but no <laughs> yeah. he, no for real he was like working construction okay well uh, he's yeah he's definitely not uh currently on a team right i don't think so what i mean doing hitting up his wikipedia or something exactly what i'm doing <laughs> fc dallas uh, well with, no because he was suspended last year for domestic abuse allegations right that's why i'm like so I dallas was like, like you're done i think he was legit work i because i have some friends in dallas who covered the team gotcha. and they like sent a story that he posted on instagram where he's like hard day's work and he had like a lunch pail at a construction site and they're like he built my office building no <laughs> dude yeah I, I was gonna say allegations and then it was so bad allegations were so bad that dallas took a whole two months before they uh got before rid of him did something uh, I will say if he wasn't That's on sarcasm. sporting, if he wasn't on sporting KC, the player who I would have hated more than anyone else was Dom Dwyer. Like imagine yeah. how annoying he is as an opposing fan. That's one of those people, dude. I, there's a guy I played against for a long time and he was so good and he frustrated me and I'd always push him. I'd get real mad. And so what did I do? I put him on my team. I was like, you know, make your enemy your friend and let make him play for you. And Dom Dwyer's that player, man. Dom Dwyer is absolutely that player. So I don't know. He's supposedly training with Toronto. I don't know if that's still yeah, a thing or not, but, but hasn't signed at all. So, well, they're, cause they're playing in Tampa, right? So it's yeah. near closer to, it's, a, I mean, I guess it's the closest team to Orlando. Yeah, that's not like an Orlando. hour from there. So, you know, he's still living down there. So I guess it makes sense, but anywho, we'll uh, just a couple more things here before we, we call it. Uh, did you hear about this sporting KC themed breakout KC room that's coming? I did. I, I've never done a true escape room. And you always see them on TV or you hear people doing it. I've never done one. I, I've, do done, I've done one at Breakout KC. It was cool. How many of us can do it? I like mean, six? I think you can get like up to eight people in a room or eight something people. like that. Yeah. We did it with 
uh, five people, I want to say. Okay. Dude, we should and book it and head over there. It'd be cool. Um, it says Match Day Mayhem is the nation's first escape room created in collaboration with a professional sports club featuring authentic team gear inspired by the real life behind the scenes Match Day experience at Children's Mercy Park. Yep. Match Day Mayhem will challenge guests to recover a legendary sporting scarf that has been stolen <laughs> by rival fans. They stole a $30 scarf. We got to get them. Participants will find themselves immersed in a 60-minute session to fix the team's locker room and reclaim the scarf before Sporting's match kicks off. Is the it- task will count on Sporting fans to discover clues, crack codes, and kick up intensity to secure victory. So... Dude. I mean, let, let's do it, man. I'm, I'm in. I mean, let's make sure we'll get other people that are vaccinated too, and we'll have a damn good time. It's going to include videos from Nate Bucati and Hartzell Gray. Right. So you can't have your phones or nothing for a whole hour. I don't know what we'll do there. That, that sounds scary. Why didn't they ask us to be a part of this? That's the question. Well, we're about to be a part of it. And, <laughs> you know, we'll re-record Nate's part and, uh, you know, amend amend it a little bit and Hartzell does Hartzell just get you jacked up or what does my he, god how many cups of coffee do you think that man has and should we have him on the podcast that yes. he would be a great interview on the podcast uh, we'll, it wouldn't we'll be an interview Jimmy he would overtake the show <laughs> be like so Hartzell welcome and then 45 minutes later thank you Bro, Hartzell for joining it'd be like pod. it'd be like having Andrew Weeby on Andrew Weeby like would just talk soccer and talked yeah. about his job and we were like and we're all out of time. Well, that's how Nate was too. I mean, they, these people sure. talk for a living and, and so they get yeah. used to it. You know, it's great. But Hartzell would get on here. I, I think I'd get tired interviewing Hart- him. I'd be like, you're exhausting, my friend. Hartzell's <laughs> a good shout. I'm going to, I want to try to figure that out. That'd be fun. I mean, there's nothing to figure so, out. Well, you know, I'll tweet at him right now. I think he follows me. I could DM him. He follows us, bro. We'll, 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 we'll make that happen sometimes. So that sounds fun. I mean, it'd be cool. Just, he's just very entertaining cat always smiling and everything he does like mm-hmm. do you have a bad day bro yeah like, no way and Host people the- around you don't have a bad day you charming son of a bitch he hosts the kansas city morning show podcast like yeah. he's he's all about kc he's all about sporting kc i'd oh, love yeah. to know how he moved into his role with sporting kc from being a radio dj so no that's a good one the other person i want to get on is, is we got to get ali trost back on to talk about kc woso we do. We got to make some time and, and get that on, uh, get, get her on here to talk the more important stuff that we don't know as much about like she does. She's she's there, man. She's the gal yeah. on the scene. Absolutely. They had their home opener at Children's Mercy Park. It was a late venue change. It was against the Houston Dash and it didn't yeah. go as well as we'd hoped, but you were there, right? Yeah, but didn't Houston win the whole thing last year? I mean, aren't they think, freaking yeah. great? Reigning and Casey isn't an expansion team, so they didn't get to you know, have expansion draft picks or anything. And but it's they also kind of an expansion team. Kinda, but they also had people like leave at the yeah. last minute. They're like, oh, team's moving from Utah. Like I gotta get out of here. It's a dumpster fire. So it's it work it's kind of starting from scratch. And it's fun. It was fun. And they got some ballers, dude. Mm-hmm. That Desiree Scott in the midfield, uh Lo Labanta, Rogers uh, fiance, she's a beast. Yeah. Uh, and Amy Rodriguez and then that Argentine girl uh playing up top next to her like, yeah those women are beasts dude lola monta got the uh, the assist to michelle uh vasconcelos that's and, what i'm talking about right From yeah, she was one who scored the goal yeah uh you know and there's good things coming for for the kc nwsl team um patrick mahomes and Brittany matthews were both there uh because she's an owner so that you know that's to be expected um 
you know, Hugh Williams, the coach didn't really hold back. You know, he said after the game that he was bitterly disappointed and kind of was criticizing how safe they played in the first half and thought that, you know, ball movement and player rotations needed to be a bit sharper, but they'll get there. So we'll see. Uh, you know, there's one more match in the, in a challenge club challenge cup against uh, OL rain on Monday. Well, they're, May done. 3rd. they're eliminated by the, from the challenge cup, right? Like that's over. Well, I, they have one, one more match to play in it, but they can't win. Yeah. Like they they're can't. eliminated from contention. Yeah. So, but uh, they've released their full regular season schedule. So they're going to, uh, um, bro, they play a one o'clock Wednesday game on the same night that sporting plays a home game. That is a, really? who wants to spend the whole day with me at legends? Let's go. <laughs> they open their, their season on the road at racing Louisville, uh, May 15th. Man. Uh, I, I like it, man. I like their crest. I like their name. I like their colors. Uh-huh. So, but the next home game for uh, KCNWSL is May 26th against the Chicago Red Stars at home. It's a 7 p.m. game. So uh, you can buy tickets. It's going to be at Legends Field in, in Kansas City, Kansas, at least as of now. We'll see if they move it again. I don't know if they would or wouldn't, but we'll see. So shout out to KCNWSL. But that's about all I got for this week. You got anything else for our good listeners? Yeah, man. Uh, get excited because I think we got some stuff to talk about next week <laughs> that's uh, pretty fun and cool that, uh, for us. So yeah. stay with us and <clears throat> leave us that five-star review. Uh, Absolutely. So Absolutely. Leave us sure that get, your bidet. get your bidet, Jimmy. Got to get the Hello Tushy bidet. HelloTushy.com slash no other for 10% off your Hello Tushy bidet. What are you waiting for? I just heard that the price of we're doing some home projects around here and we were mm. talking to somebody about our deck and they're like price of wood's only going to get more expensive this year. Well, you know what toilet paper is made of paper. You know where paper comes from trees. You know what trees are made of wood. So toilet paper is going to get more expensive. So get a bidet science, dude. <laughs> like whoever thought you were wiping your ass with splinters. That's right. Oh my Lord. That's right. So you're going to need a hello tushy bidet. So get your hello tushy bidet at hellotushy.com slash no other 10% off automatically yeah. applied you don't even yeah. have to put in a coupon code yeah man get that hot water attachment too because that's a that's a big deal it's uh be careful though she'll she'll sizzle you it's <laughs> it's 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 delightful <laughs> there you go uh thank you guys so much for listening thank you to those who left five star ratings and reviews follow us on twitter and instagram at dan Kuzer at jcmax03 at no other pod like us on facebook facebook.com slash no other pod shoot us an email no other pod at gmail.com but until next week he's dan i'm jimmy we'll catch y'all later see ya go tell daniel how to prank johnny russell Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.